Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Uh, welcome. Uh, you're listening to The Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. You've been listening to The Rumination Show, highlighting issues around homelessness and rooming houses. Uh, hi, I'm Bill, and I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which 3CR transmits people-powered radio. Each week on The Living Free Show, we showcase one of the 12-step programs and our guests share their recovery story and highlight that shared experience saves lives. This week, I'd like to welcome James and Christine to the 3CR studio. Hi. Hi. Hi, Bill. I didn't have your mics on. Um, so um, they're compulsive gamblers, and they've been recovering with the help of Gamblers Anonymous. Um, so in, in the show, we usually talk about growing up, you know, what's life and family, school, things like that, things that influenced you, and how that sort of influenced your life. So I'll start off with you, James. So what was life like growing up at home? Uh, well, we... We immigrated, so we just had our immediate family, and um, uh, yeah, like and my father being a workaholic and alcoholic, uh, sorry, a big drinker, yeah, um, and my mother being an alcoholic, it it was there was no, uh, you know, you realise that it's it's you're not going to get much help, like you yeah you're on your own in a sense, and. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I I just responded all the time, like and reacted. Sorry, and um, and trying to figure out things on my own. Yeah. So that was it. Um, yeah, where I uh, and these led to later. Uh, sorry, in turn, these led to uh, you know um, other issues. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So did you have brothers and sisters? Yep, uh, one brother and two sisters. And um, did you get along well with them? Uh, well, yeah, my brother uh, and my older sister, like she, you know, like was sort of a, not a mother figure, but yeah, like she was certainly stabilising. But um, yeah, so yeah, we realised that, uh, you know, we, parents weren't much help for like typical parent issues, uh, uh, f- family, child issues or whatever. So yeah, like I, I think I, uh, and yeah, look, I relied a lot on my, myself, obviously, because yeah, that's you uh, had to, yeah, 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 correct, yeah. Okay. Um, so, what about your relationship with your your parents? What was your relationship with dad like? Uh, look, I had a, a uh, you, you know, I'm in another fellowship, and after like a few years of uh, recovery, I had a great relationship. I, I had a really like a warm relationship, and but it was it was conditional. And that was the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like uh, my mother, uh, yeah, I've, I've never really had, a, like, a really good, warm relationship with my mother, unfortunately. I've never have, never been able to, like, I have certainly tried to culture it a couple of times, but it just, yeah, yeah no, no help. No, yeah. But, okay. yeah, we so, don't respond. We don't talk to each other, sorry. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a typical family affected by a drug or alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Difficult. Um, so, what about schooling? Did did you have lots of friends at school? I I did until you know, like uh, the story I was telling you about. Like when it, we went to public schools, and then yeah, I uh, ended up at a private school, 
and uh, because of a turn of events that actually happened there, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, we're, we're friends and whatever. There weren't many people I could trust or open up to about yeah. because, yeah, I didn't even. I, it was such a young age, and yeah. yeah, I didn't even know what the hell it was myself. Like, yeah, it took me, yeah, a long time to work out what it was he actually did. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. abuse is like that. Yeah, it's very yeah. confusing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, did you get on the wrong side of the law any time? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. And that was it. That, so that, when did that start? When I was six or seven, I used to. My mother says I used to bring him home on a frequent basis, and I think that's why. Yeah. yeah she's hence you know because she says I brought, I brought a lot of shame to the family or whatever. But I think like looking back now, like it was attention that I was actually seeking, and I did it the wrong I went about it obviously the wrong way but it was all on you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny yeah. it's funny isn't it the, the way that goes mm. um, so not having lots of close friends did mm-hmm. did you feel isolated yeah yeah and it was uh, uh, sorry uh, when I was a teenager my uh, sorry my mother's father mother and father came they immigrated to Australia and that was a big relief because it was a very confusing time and uh, I felt I could really relate and talk to my grandfather. We had a great relationship and unfortunately he died. And when he died, I mean, yeah, like uh, I just went right off the rails. And, uh, yeah, it took me about yeah two or three years to get some sort of normalcy back or stability back in my life, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, what about school? Did you do well at school? No, not when I uh, went to the... Yeah, I, I, I did really well at public school, but when I went to private... And also, too, I was kept down. And, yeah, yeah so that was sending the wrong message yeah. straight away because, yeah, this particular teacher wanted to teach me. Yes, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so did you finish school or did you leave No, early? no, I left early. Yeah. Year, year 10, yeah. Okay. And that was then I just hung on, yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? Leaving uh, school early. Well, a lot of uh, factory work for a year or two. I ended up uh, in an office in uh, the city. I was there for about eight months, and they, uh, yeah, they wanted to make it like. Uh, sorry, they could see that I was um, wasn't challenged, so they offered me uh, like to put me through uni. I would have become an accountant, but yeah, at eight, seven, eight, nine, eight. I mean, yeah, I didn't even know what I wanted to be. So yeah, it was too big a step up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So what? What about social life then? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I, I had friends that yeah, look, pretty. Uh, you know, that I'd gone to school with that I'd maintained probably about two or three friendships with, and so yeah, like, uh, and they had friends, they had friends. So yeah, yeah. like everything was. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, look, felt comfortable and whatever, we could talk about things, etc., etc. But I, I, I realised then, um, that I was probably drinking way too much. That was certainly impacting a lot of, uh, getting closer to friends. Yes, okay. Yeah. So what sort of, um, did you tend to congregate or, or go out with people who drank? Yeah, yeah. big, yeah. big, yeah. 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 Did that cause uh, any other problems? Yeah, a couple. Um, yeah, got in trouble with the police or whatever. Yeah. For, but yeah, I, I, uh, I had a hard time trying to express myself, and so yeah, like um, just, you know, just do silly, just silly things that you know. I just felt 
sorry, yeah, and so yeah, I'd be caught by the police, like because I couldn't run when you're blind drunk. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then um, once I, uh, my father actually could see that I was getting in a bit of trouble, so he put me with some. Uh, sorry, he realised that uh, the best thing for me that was going to straighten me out was put get into the navy. Because it worked for him and it worked yeah. for his grandfather and uh, father and all that sort of stuff, and uh, I just didn't. Uh, yeah, I realised that. Yeah, look, there's a lot more to life than navy. I, I, I was under the. Uh, sorry, I was trying to get into the navy for about six months, and then when I was accepted, I realised that it's what my dad wants. That's not what I want, you know. And uh, yeah, I. Uh, after a while, I, I realised that. I could earn money uh, other ways, so I went into uh, um, the heavy construction industry for a couple of years, and um, yeah, but I was mixing with people probably 10 years older than me, and because their lives were on a downhill slide, the things they were using uh, doing to cope with life were... Um, Things that I really shouldn't have been doing, but I because they were doing it, I was doing it. You know, yeah. like yeah, I ended up on uh, heroin for a fair while. Okay, um, so that must have had a big impact on your life. Could yeah, you keep did. working while you're using heroin? Yeah, yeah, uh, because uh, yeah, I came from a strong work ethic or whatever. But towards the end, obviously not. I mean, yeah, yeah it just overcame me and. Uh, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I was using uh, sorry for about thirteen years and ended up uh, going to NA and um, yeah, I found that really yeah, I mean that was uh, a really good program. It took me a little while to find my feet, but yeah, from yeah. there. Yeah. So um, how did you get into NA? Well, my uh, friend, my uh, best friend that I went to school with, he introduced me to it. He, he suggested I go there, and. Um, yeah, you know, I found it like, uh, yeah, like really, really helpful. But it, yeah, as I said, I mean, not, I'd never done, never even thought about uh, giving up, and um, so yeah, I found it like really helpful, yeah. like um, the whole thing, you know, yeah. the whole giving up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Christine, would you like to talk a bit about growing up and just the things that influenced you and sort of friendships and school and stuff that you know. I, um, I came from a, um, a European background. I'm, I found it hard at school. I would often be called wog and stuff, and um, I identified myself as Australian. I even had a fight with a girl because she called me that and um, found me different, and um, I didn't like it, so um, I confronted her and we got into an argument and we fought, and... Um, then I left and um, we became friends later on. But um, just the adjusting of back then being European and Australian environment was pretty rough. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. And um, what else? Um, I came from a very close-knit family, a hard-working family. Um, we, didn't, we were not out at night or on weekends. So it was really um, strict. Um, we weren't allowed to have boyfriends or girlfriends at the time. Um, I left home when I was 21 into a refuge. 
and um, I found my sexuality being gay and even then it was pretty tough but the workers were pretty great um, what else um, I think um, having a partner so early on when I left home when I was 21 um, a long term relationship for 7 years I found it hard to um, say no to gambling um, we would often go to the pokies because she had a sore back or sore knee and um, the only outlet was that and she was in heavy counselling and um, we found that um, the pokies was a great release of stress and anxiety and somewhere we could go and have some fun and often it would be once a week and then grew to three times a week and um, it often lead to a really hardship at the end of the week, um, financially. So what yeah. sort of what sort of hardship did you endure? Um, I thought we put our things in hock. Okay. Cash converters. Yeah. Um, so we can afford to eat and stuff. Um, but um, it did get well when I did break up with this person and then um, I had an absence of three years. Um, but then I had, I met some friends, this new group of girls and we went to the pokies and it started again and then I had a year off and then another year off and then at the moment I've had something like 11 or 12 days off um, only recently I've been getting a disability support pension because I have mental illness um, um, I suffer um, from schizophrenia um, I have a support group. That's great, and it's everyone. Can, anyone can go to it. That has schizophrenia through the hospitals. Um, it's something I never talked about. Only this week I came out to friends, and they were quite supportive. Um, and I just hope the stigma goes away, and people accept for you, accept people for who they are, not what their illness is possibly so hard to be, and. Um, what you see on the news about um, people being murderers and stuff yeah. often isn't the case. <laughs> I'm quite normal and I've never been an alcoholic or drug addict or anything like that. Mm. And, um, it's, and, a con- it's a yeah. common misconception that people yeah. with mental illness are more likely to commit offences because the opposite is true. They're more likely to be victims of crime. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And um, the other thing was um, I refused to take my medication. I ended up in hospital because of it um yeah i was hearing voices and stuff um but they came under control as soon as i took the medication so that's all fixed and i go to a support group to help others and help myself get better and um it's been great yeah yeah that's good thanks thank you um back to you then james um so being being on drugs must have a big impact on your family life and your social life so Mm. Did it affect your relationships with my family, uh, or your or your partner, or yeah? Yeah. Uh, I uh, my my partner, like uh, sorry, we we both use drugs. I mean, um, she probably didn't use them anywhere near as much as me. And so she saw it more as a dis- uh, not a disease, but a, you know, like a self sort of um, self inflicted. Yeah, yeah. And that I really should be able to stop if I just make up my mind or yeah. pull my socks up. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I, I just I found that whole concept, you know, like uh, like I honestly, you know, like tried and tried and tried, and it just never worked. And so, yeah, like uh, yeah, she just uh, sorry, she gave up in the end, and um, she was she stayed in Melbourne for about uh, three or four years for my recovery. Once I got into NA and got off drugs and whatever, but yeah, from there she went to uh, Queensland and um, yeah, she's uh, we haven't. Been, sorry, I maintain contact with my kids and whatever. Uh, used to see them a couple of times a year, but um, yeah, she she uh, didn't wasn't a great encourager of that sort of thing. So yeah, that, therefore, uh, sorry. Yeah, just dropped off. Like, and yeah. sorry, she changed her name. She became a lawyer. Sorry, she changed her name, and um, yeah, I mean, that I'm, I'm at a yeah, like yeah. I've, I'm bereft. Of, I've, I hear from time to time through uh, one of her girlfriends, but uh, what they're up to and whatever. But that's it. Yeah, I don't know their name. Yeah, etc. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Uh, well, so we might take a quick break. City, City limits. limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City City Limits. Limits. Uh, this is the Living Free Show on 3CR, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial and 3CR on digital radio. Uh, are you interested in listening to one of our many podcasts? Then head to your preferred podcast platform or to 3cr.org.au forward slash living free. Uh, you'll also find details about the Living Free Show and how, how to contact us. Alternative, alternatively, you can just call us on 3CR on 9419 Today I'm talking about compulsive gambling with James and Christine um, and talking about recovery through Gamblers Anonymous. Um, James, I'll sort of take you back. Um, So you had a heroin addiction. You got into NA. What caused you to get involved with gambling? I was doing uh, share trading and... um yeah, I wasn't very successful at it. I'd, I'd lost my bank three times, and I was telling a friend of mine, like, and uh, yeah, like he, he said, "Look, I'm coming to Melbourne or whatever. Uh, yeah, why don't we go to the casino?" Uh, he said, "Maybe we can win back some of your losses or whatever." But he just said it as a joke, and I yeah. just took it as a joke or yeah. whatever. But like uh, when he went, uh, when we went there, within two hours, like we won a substantial amount. And off, and was this playing the pokies? Pokies and uh, what's the other thing? Roulette. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. I mean, and and the system he had was just you know like haywire. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it worked. worked. <laughs> that day it worked, so I became hooked. But uh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. So went uh, you know, and it wasn't often like uh, that I went, and usually I would go with a friend. But after a little while, I was going on my own, and uh, yeah, my focus wasn't just to like get a few few hundred or whatever and um which is when I went with a friend or whatever it was 
yeah, I had my eyes more on the jackpot all the time, and that yep. became my sole focus. And uh, yeah, I uh, oh, what is it? I um, I was I was at a meeting last night. Um, uh, my my f- my dream at that point, like, and this is you know quite a few years ago now, uh, was you know to get a car like a really good car like mm. a ute that i could drive around australia and work fly um you know mining etc at my own leisure but the amount of money that i put in i could i could have bought a small fokker jet yeah. you know like just chasing yeah. a ute but that's that's but i didn't see you know to me like yeah, yeah I, I couldn't see that but no. yeah, yeah you know so. that's classic isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. so um did did you think that having money would help in other ways, like yeah. with your family or yeah yeah or, uh, um, so well I was doing flying in flying out like while I was maintaining um, relationship with my kids etc and I became but when it took a downturn I um, I was always trying to get money so that I could go up at my own leisure like I still wanted to go and see my kids at my own time etc because yep. you know i was limited to holidays and that sort of thing whereas if i uh somehow i surmised if i had a lot of money i could see them at my own leisure yeah and uh yeah never t- never became that way unfortunately i, I yeah I, uh, as i said yeah they've changed their names and whatever so yeah, yeah. very hard to say yeah um so as far as going to the pokies then what um ha- how did that fit in your life when you came home from work from yeah when you do the when you when you flew out yeah uh, well it, i didn't i i wouldn't think about it the whole time while i was at work and i always was under the impression that at some point i will earn enough money to be able to just gamble you know like sporadically or you know responsibly yeah yeah correct <laughs> But it, 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 it never became that way. Like, I, I, I remember saying to a few companies that I work for, uh, can I work for six weeks instead of uh, the four weeks? And even a couple of times I worked the eight weeks. But, you know, like, that just gave me a bigger bank when yeah. I came back. Yeah. And I thought, well, look, it'll last a little bit longer. It never lasted any longer because my bets became a uh, lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so working in the... Um construction industry mm. so have you been impacted by any downturns yeah I, uh, uh, I was working in 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 that industry till probably about three years ago and i found it because i was doing fly in fly out my networks had dropped off in melbourne a fair bit like normally I'd, uh, when there was a downturn for a little while i could ring them up and you know i'd pick up work you know yeah. even if it was only two or three days a week yeah but, yeah, because of the downturn or whatever, like, my networks are dried up. They were more trying to keep them their own head above water and whatever. And so, uh, yeah, as a result, uh, I became addicted to the fly-in, fly-out, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. And, yeah, that is, uh, what do they call it? The the handcuffs, the... Oh, golden handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. the golden yeah. handcuffs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Um, Christine, do you want to talk about... A normal day in your gambling life? Finish work, um, go home, meet up with a partner, head back out, pokey venue, 
this was like 10 years ago, um, remembering, um, staying there a few hours till money ran out, going to the tail machine, get the last dollar out to play with, having no money, um, waiting for the next day to get paid from Centrelink or her Centrelink or her work and um, using every cent and um, struggling to get through the next end of the week. Um, Borrowing people's up money off people, um, paying them back and then just going to get more uh, money from items put in cash cabers and etc etc yeah it's it's sort of running two lives isn't it it's yeah it's your real life and then it's your gambling life yeah and they often come together um and people at work um know about it but um you keep it hidden because you, you just feel so ashamed and stuff um you don't want let people know in on what you're doing in your private life and how it's affected you and um what it's like every day to live sometimes a secret obsession and um also um not living your life to your full potential you know just yeah. struggling every day instead of having the good things in life and having fun yeah basically yeah, yeah. um so did you find that your illness affected your gambling um my illness affected my gambling which illness the well, gambling no oh, the me- mental illness did you did you yeah did you feel that that affected the way you gambled all right um because i've lived with having schizophrenia for 20 years odd years at the start i felt desperate to do something and then just sit at home and watch TV and do nothing. I felt like people were judging me, my counsellor was judging me, my psychiatrist said don't tell anyone, people won't understand and if they do, if you do tell them you'll be um, looked upon as something terrible and waste of time or something basically and um, it was quite rough, it was quite hard. Um, I often didn't tell anyone and um, if I did I'd have to get to know them for a while and then tell them and hopefully things crossed it'll turn out okay I've had partners reject me because of my mental illness it was pretty it was quite hard traumatic um and um they constantly judge me and read up on the internet and every word for word play it out and say it back to me and stuff so it's awful and um yeah I'd run to gambling because it took my time my my mind off it and um, hopefully I'd win something big and you know um, buy myself something good um, and often occasionally it turned out okay but often it didn't um, I'd say I'd got maybe a quarter back not even that a, a, yeah. a, a few stuff back what I spent but um, often it would go back in again so yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I think the um the thing is, I think you win twenty cents out of every dollar. I think that's the mm-hmm. that's the the going rate. Yeah, it's All pretty rest, rotten. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Pretty, it's pretty rotten. Yeah. Um, so, how did you get into GA? Um, I rang up the GA web uh, phone um, hotline. Yeah, yeah, hotline, and they suggested it. it. Took me a couple goes before I said, "Okay, I'll go," and then 
It was the best thing I ever did. So why did you go yeah. in the end? Why did I go in the end? Yeah. To meet people, to talk to people, to um, share stories, um, to learn and listen, um, and just know that you're not alone in it, you know. And people that you often see are in the venues are quite lonely people and yeah. don't know how to deal with their problems. Yeah. They just keep going back for more and more and the more miserable they get. Yes. And sometimes crimes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you try anything else apart from GA? Yeah, I did yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Put you in the zone, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then I went to gym and stuff. It was quite good. Yeah, it was great. I met some great people, and I wouldn't change it for the best, yeah. I had a great time. And I still want to do other things, like um, take up maybe boxing or something physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, to keep fit. That's really important, especially with mental illness as well, to get out and about and not stew on things. Yeah. Like things. Um, yeah. Especially depression and stuff as well. Um, you tend to discard good things in life and forget about the good things and have fun you know enjoy life yeah more to life than just dwelling on past issues or things that have happened you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I kayak on the Yarra it's fantastic it's wow. just so relaxing yeah, yeah. cool yeah. the water that's yeah. nice yeah the water and the, and the birds and things yeah. yeah um so did you were you apprehensive to go to GA did you did you understand what they could how they could help I didn't have anything in my mind when I went there. Um, I like, um, what's that singer, the rapper? But he has good songs about um, recovering stuff. And um, and I thought, fantastic, you know. The more people are aware of it and know about um, things that about mental illness and depression and people's stories about abuse or how strict their parents were, et cetera, et cetera. Um, people become knowledgeable and uh, know how to treat people with respect. Yeah. That's what's lacking. And they're not so close-minded and negative about towards things like that, issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, we might take another quick break. <laughs> Tune in to Billabong Beats Tuesdays at 11am with me, Gavin Moore, giving a voice to both Western Kulin and Kulin First Nations peoples. Join me to talk about philosophy and dreamtime stories surrounding the waterhole, the sacred fire, the land, the plants and animals. Billabong Beats, 11am Tuesdays on 3CR. Uh, this is Living Free Show on 3CR Digital Radio, live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. And I'm talking with James and Christine about recovery from compulsive gambling with the help of Gamblers Anonymous and also other things like drugs and mental illness. Um, so, James, coming into Gamblers, uh, Gamblers Anonymous, 
What was the thing that helped you most? I think uh, I think I told you earlier. The uh, look, I did try uh, counsellors, and they were of no help whatsoever. So yeah, like uh, when I, I had a different idea about like uh, GA was going to be somehow different in some way, shape, or form, like to NA, and yep. you know, like when I walked in, I found that uh, yeah, like a, it was. Uh, like a breath of fresh air in a sense because I realised I wasn't alone and yeah, yeah like uh, from there I mean yeah like uh, like everyone I had a bit of a rocky start etc etc but you know like uh, once once I uh, you know like uh, realised that um, yeah I can I can reach out and you know like uh, talk to people about where I was going wrong etc you know like uh, yeah I found it like, uh, yeah, great, like really supportive, you know. And I, I, in my head, obviously, I had a different concept of what it was going to be for some yeah. reason or other. But, yeah, look, it's it's been, uh, yeah, it's been life-saving in that sense. So, yeah. yeah. So you you mentioned earlier off air that you um, you got into gambling because you, you stopped going to NA meetings for a while. Yeah. So did you... Did you continue? Did you go back to NA meetings once you got into GA again? Yeah, uh, sporadically though, because yeah, that wasn't the focus of uh, your problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it essentially. And also, too, when I was when I was doing uh, NA sporadically or whatever, a lot of it was ice. I couldn't relate. You know, like it's a different drug entirely. Like yeah. entirely different. They're violent, etc. When they yeah. give up for the certainly for the first six to twelve months, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, and a lot of the people that I knew, they weren't they weren't doing the meetings that I was doing. Yeah. So yeah, like my network of friends or whatever. Yeah, that since they've moved to outer suburbs, like yeah, yeah. so okay. yeah. yeah, not easy to get to. No, okay. but yeah, look. Uh, I've, I've maintained a couple, and, yeah, we slowly, slowly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I understand you also tried counselling as yeah, well. Was yeah. that effective or not? No, it was just the uh, first one I saw. He, um, I told him my, uh, you know, my uh, tale of woe or whatever, and he said, well, look, maybe don't, maybe don't hang on, uh, don't drop the idea that somehow you can maintain some sort of... Uh, we call it responsible gambling, yeah. and um, yeah, uh, what set yourself a limit? Or yeah, yeah. fifty dollars. He <laughs> said, like to start with, anyway. Yeah, and then um, I saw another one, probably, but this one was a girl, and she was uh, sorry, she was similar to mine, but she said, well, listen, maybe not fifty. That's a bit radical. Maybe twenty dollars. And I thought, geez, this isn't, this isn't, you know, like uh, no help. There's no help whatsoever. But she did suggest. Uh, Maybe try GA meetings as well. Yeah, and I went there and yeah, look at as, as I said, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was great because I suddenly realised I wasn't alone. Like uh, there are people exactly like me, and uh, yeah, it was good to feel you know like um, supported, you know, and not because everywhere else, you know, like you were just uh, poo pooed, like yeah, you know, a pariah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Christine. Um, You've been in GA for 10 years, but you've been off not gambling for 13, 12 or 13 days. So what's it like to break and then go back to GA? Um, Is that easy? No, it's quite 
card to see your mates again and tell them you're busted because you feel sort of responsible to the group in some way. Um, you don't feel as judged, but you don't feel good about it either. And that's what, um, I don't know, gambling teaches you. You've got to be responsible about yourself, not just um, think, you know, um, you're not responsible to anyone. Um, and we've sort of got a camaraderie sort of thing, like everyone helps each other and wants to see everyone get better and fulfil their dreams and, you know, do better in life. And we don't like, you know... Um, seeing people in hardship and stuff. No one likes that. Um, so, yeah, it was quite tough. Yeah. yeah. So what what are the things that would draw you back to gambling most? If I put 50 in, I might double it or might triple it or I might win the jackpot, I'll get the free spins, you know. Yeah. And that's just ridiculous. Um, you might do, you might win the free spins, but you might get three quarters back or zilch back or, you know, mm. I mean terrible something and um you just get so angry at the end of it and you feel so terrible even suicidal sometimes you know yeah yeah so what's it like not to have anything to be living on nothing is that it must it sounds terribly hard it is hard um you can go to welfare groups and stuff and you just feel degraded you know um having to ask for help and getting food that's years by day is gone you know and it just it's rotten yeah even to think about going to soup kitchens and stuff like that makes me feel awful um but yeah um i'm yet to do that but i know that now i've come a long way and i can see the light again and um hopefully i'll build a stronger path again yeah, yeah. so has your schizophrenia made you addressing your schizophrenia made you stronger Yes, I realise I can't come off my meds, um, yep. even though I want to be like everyone else, but there's no point <laughs> lying to myself. Um, and just take it day by day, you know. Sometimes you have bad days, sometimes you have good ones, and um, hopefully there's more good ones than bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's it like for you having a mental illness like schizophrenia? It's tough getting out of bed in the mornings. You feel so tired, the medication makes you feel drowsy and stuff. And um, it's just, it's hard. Um, I feel, I live on my own and it's really rough, you know, um, not not being supported in the past and having to do it on my own. It's really tough. But the more awareness, the more people talk about it and the more you get involved with the communities and stuff, the easier it gets, I, I find. Yeah. Yeah. So do, does your schizophrenia support group, what sort of ways does it help you? It, it's like GA all over again. Um, without the 12 steps? Yeah. Yes, yeah, without yeah. the 12 steps. Yeah. It's totally, it's, uh, I forget the, la- the lady's name, Eleanor. She's just great inspiration to follow her, her, li- her life and stuff. Um, I've been in the hospital once and I don't want to do it again. Um, but... Um, or somewhere I had to experience or something I had to do for myself, coming off meds and then getting back on. And, um, yeah, it was good. Um, hearing her story, it was just like, my God, I do have the illness and um, there's nothing to be afraid of. And um, hopefully there's more treatments getting 
and some more um, financial aid going towards it and we'll get a cure soon like the, everything else yeah yeah. And plus more social acceptance yes yeah hopefully yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a big thing yeah. that we need a real person with a problem not something else yeah, yeah. James coming into GA after NA yeah. any differences in the fellowships uh, GA's a lot smaller Okay. Geez, it's a lot smaller than uh, NA. Uh, sponsorship isn't a big thing. That's that's. I mean, they're the two yeah. two differences that I noticed straight off the bat. Yeah. There uh, there is sponsorship obviously in GA, but it tends to be out of one or one or two meetings apparently. But um, yeah, the fellowship though is uh, you know offered at at, at, at the groups at the same. exactly the same. Yeah, you know that's a strong uh, point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's good, you know, because, uh, yeah, if you feel, you know, supported or whatever, you know, that, that you're not alone, you can relax and you realise that, you know, uh, sorry, then you get gives you a thing to focus on the issue at hand, which is gambling, which is killing you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you feel, you, you uh, become a lot more responsible, which yeah. is beforehand, it, you know, I could, I could set, oh, you know, I won't gamble tomorrow, I won't... But I never, as soon as the money's in the bank, I didn't have any defence. Bang, I would, yeah. I would be yeah. in, uh, what do you call it, mode? Um, automatic mode. Yeah. Going, how the hell did I end up here? Like I was, I promised myself I wasn't going to be there. Yeah, so it was a daze or a dream. Yeah. So you've, you've stopped gambling for about six months. Yeah. Yeah. Again, is it, was it easier being on drugs? Was it easier to get off drugs or get off gambling from your perspective? Can't answer it. I mean, uh, it's different. Yeah, yeah. They're both with drugs. I thought life was over. Whereas, with, and so because of that, I suppose in that sense, I found it like a little bit easier. Yeah. And there is no deep. Uh, sorry, the there is a sort of mental detox. You know, whereas detoxing with drugs from drugs or whatever is totally different. But. Yeah, there is a mental detox, and it's certainly in the gambling. exact same. Yeah, 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 the exact same as drugs. Like you yeah. still think about it, like especially early days, you think, "Geez," but yeah, you get uh, because of that, you get a lot more tools or whatever that you know you probably were. I, I certainly wasn't utilising. Uh, yeah, so now I feel you know like a lot more focused or whatever. So yeah, whereas yeah. beforehand, yeah, life was a mess. Yeah. So um, back to you, Christine. So have, have you found that your relationships with people have improved since you've started to address your gambling? Yes. Um, I feel that I can um, open up more and, you know, be myself and have more to say and just, I don't know, um, with GA, I was, with gambling, I'm sorry, um, I felt like I was restricted. I was holding holding back a secret and... and um, yeah, it was something dirty, you know, in some way. And um, always feel guilty. Yeah, yeah, guilty and ashamed, and also um, not sleeping well at night and thinking how I'm going to get some money to pay my bills or food on the table and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, now the other thing we're going to talk about was um, schizophrenia support. Mm-hmm. So. Do you know of any? Can you offer any assistance to anybody out there who has schizophrenia who is looking for support? Go on the website, um, schizophrenia support, I think, it was, or something 
along those lines. I'll get in touch with your hospitals. Um, I think they run off support groups. I know there's one in um, St. Vincent's Hospital, um, Jess and Steph. Oh, God. Um, they run one at St. Vincent's Hospital on a Friday morning at 10.30. And I think there's one at Pran and Brunswick as well. Um, they're starting all starting off. Um, and just get in touch with your hospitals or your care team and um, support networks if you've got any. And um, I'm sure you can link in t- with them and find out about these things too. you just got to bring up the hospitals and stuff. Ask for help. Psych hospitals and stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's right. Right. Okay. That's- if you'd like to find out more about Gamblers Anonymous, um, then you can find them in Victoria on 03 or go online at gaustralia.org.au if you want more information about meetings or for um, local phone numbers in other states. Uh, that's about all we've got time for today, so I'd like to thank James and Christine for coming to 3CR Studio today and sharing their gambling recovery story with us. Thank you both. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Thanks. for the opportunity. No worries. Uh, join us again next week when we'll feature recovery from compulsive drinking and be joined by Jeff and Christina from Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, thanks for listening, and stay tuned now for Alternative, hosted by Robbie. And to take us out, we've got a song called Bad Blood by River of Snakes. Mm-hmm.